it feels like uh, it was only yesterday we were talking about Valero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so long ago. I. <laughs> I've almost I've I've almost forgotten about that movie. Yeah, and I I hope to continue to forget about that movie. I don't know. I mean, maybe in my old age, I'm mellowing on Bolero. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's still it's still atrocious. You know, at least uh, we watch call this movie we were talking about. We don't have to worry about the fucking cyber police. Yeah, that's kicking, true. <laughs> kicking in our fucking door and uh, well, they they'd have to go through Netflix before they went to us. So. Yeah, if Netflix ever gets shut down as a part of Operation Gemhurst or Utri or yeah, well, um, you'll know exactly why. Yeah, um, it's because of John Derrick, that yeah. horrible fucking. Eight million dollar self-insert pederasty porn-making prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've we've uh, distanced ourselves enough from Valero. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back again. Obviously, mm. um, Johnny Capcom and you would be Sean Sheridan. How are you? And uh, we're back to talk about Canon movies. Um, we're recording this well ahead of schedule because we still have our Mike Limbo thing. Yeah. Um. So hopefully these will come out in time. And by the time this episode drops we'll have had sorted out our situation permanently yeah but um just a warning if we get two episodes and then there's no episodes and you know you're like what the fuck you yeah. know and you know we, we you know we want to do this all the time yeah this is like fun to, for us to do and um and frankly when I when I meet Wiggly I don't want I don't want him to serve me because <laughs> I I know he can no. and I fear it but but uh it's yeah, so we're recording this ahead of time. Hopefully, the next episode will reveal what the next film will be. Obviously, mm. at the end of the episode, but uh, hopefully, this is not the. Um, this won't be another drought for yeah. us, you know. Because I don't know about you, man, but my heart beats a little bit better when I'm watching canon movies all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, it, it's not. It, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice little thing to do because there, there are. When when we took this on at first, we yeah. just thought, "Oh, canon films! That'd be a great idea." It, I, it didn't occur to me just how many of them there were, yeah, and yeah. how many of them I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, like th- this one I I had never seen before. Oh yeah, obviously today we're uh, talking about the Last American Virgin. Yeah, which um, is a weird kind of movie because uh, like if people haven't been able to cotton on to what we've been doing, um, we're going through all the different genres that canon have made. So Envision USA is episode one. Mm. That was the action movie. Um, episode two, Breaking, was kind of a musical. Mm. Um, Bolero was a sex picture. And this is a teen comedy. Yeah. You know, and like, canon were a genre picture house. Absolutely. Know? And um, that's what kind of, we were like, let's explore this. And this was like, the, one of the first major kind of um, movies in this genre that they made. You know, and it was weird. I, I looked it up, and I was thinking, I wonder, did, did they follow Porky's? Yeah, or whatever else. But like, it turns out like this Porky's and Fast Time, Fast, uh, Fast Times and mm. Ridgemont High all came out within like weeks of one another. Yeah, so they were all in production at the same. But yeah, the thing is, as you're well aware, this film predates all of those movies because it's yeah. a remake of the 1978 Israeli picture, The Lemon Popsicle. Yeah, and 
the le- the lemon popsicle it, it was one of those things it, w- it was very much a genre film it was very much of its place and time mm-hmm. like i i've i saw it before late one night on cable and about 90% of the references didn't go over for me or I whatever. think it's best described as israeli graffiti yeah kind of kind of what we're talking about here yeah but uh, this was um, when Menachem and Yoram got to America they decided they were going to make um, a remake of this because they were like they believed in the story and whatever else yeah. it was and they came up with a great title like The yeah. Last American Virgin is like it's like the satanic rites of Dracula yeah it's one, of, the, you it's know? one of those titles that as soon as you hear it's like yeah. oh this sounds interesting like if oh. someone's when someone, I remember the first time I heard it where someone was like oh yeah, that's the satanic rites of Dracula and I'm just like, why are we not watching this right now <laughs> right now it you sounds know? like an amazing film and that's the same with like Last American Virgin great title mm. you gotta give it up to them I mean it doesn't make any fucking sense when you actually yeah consider what it means to the rest of the movie yeah true but it's a great title and just you know as a sociological thing i'm i'm assuming that the that the virgin in in question wasn't the last one that will ever be no 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 i'm sure there are like a few american bishops out there or something <laughs> yeah you know? i'm sure there are like I, i'm pretty sure that um you know it, there wasn't before that some kind of weird uh, postnatal deflowering ceremony. <laughs> you know, they're like, right, well, he's born. Yeah. Give, uh, give him a tug job, send him on his yeah, way. Yeah, you're a man now, sir. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, I think the John Derrick is rubbing off on us, sir. Uh, well, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's a great title. Yeah. Um, as I said, and uh, it's weird though, the, 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 the remake, um, like it's a remake of the Lemon Popsicle, and this is kind of like a thing that happens where you've got movies like uh, The Grudge, mm. if you remember that, like which there was an American remake directed by the original Japanese director. Yeah, you know, um, I've seen that stuff happen before. I mean, I, I'm a bit hungover today, in case you can't tell. Uh, but um, oh, I I heard the story of it. It's a it's an interesting one. I'm sure you know. I will not be sharing it. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I'll tease I'll tease it out of you. Don't worry. But um, you know, I'll work it out with a spoon if I have to. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing that it does happen. Like um, uh, like Alfred Hitchcock did that a lot. Like mm. these British movies he'd remake in America. Like yeah. um, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Yeah, that was like originally a British movie, and then like um, Jimmy Stewart and your and uh, Mar- Marnie was like it was originally an episode of a TV show he did back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah. But then we've got like, um, I mean, there are Western language remakes. Obviously, we've got like Yojimbo into yeah. Fistful of Dollars and stuff and, like that. You know, Seven Samurai into Magnificent Seven. Yeah, but this is like one of those weird scenarios where they go, no, no, you're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, Kurosawa, you can direct Magnificent Seven. Go on. I would have been a better movie if you Probably, me. yeah. So we're going to jump into uh, Last American Virgin in a second. Uh, I just want to a- ask you what your expectations were going into it. Like, uh, uh, My expectations were. My expectations were kind of high on this one, just considering the the time period and the genre. Because, for my money at least, the the early to mid eighties were were a high watermark for teen films. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, after in in the nineties, it started to descend it into like gross out and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it uh, the eighties there was just a run of them. 
you know, like 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 you said, like Porky's, like last time, like Fast Times, like uh, the Breakfast Club, Better Off Dead, Better Off Dead. Um, you know, good fucking movie, Better yeah. Off Dead. Is. So you know, there were some tremendous teen breaking, te- breaking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, uh, sure, why not? But, uh, Technically a teen movie, yeah. Um, mm. But the, there were, you know, there were some really good ones and. From reputation, I'd heard that this that this was up there. So my, yeah, you know, my expectations were pretty high going into this one. I I didn't know what to expect myself. Mm. Like um, I loved the title again. I, I get the title, title was great, and um, I wanted to. I didn't like. I'll be honest with you, and we'll get into it in a minute. But like the ending was spoiled on me, mm. and I was like. Oh god, I have to see the rest of this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like once I saw what happened at the end of it, and we'll get into it. And we're gonna yeah. be cutting promos. Oh hell <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I was kind of expecting it to be just kind of fun, but also a bit weird. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing that canon always do. You can like, even though there's like a million directors and a million actors and all that, there's this weirdness that what canon did yeah. that I just love. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like there, there, there was. There, there seemed to be a philosophy in canon films of throw shit at a wall and whatever sticks. Yeah. That's what goes into the movie. But even like, I meant to say this, actually, I was in the Galway City Library. Mm. And obviously, we're recording this in Galway. Yeah. But, um, and Franco Zeffirelli's autobiography really? was in the library, yeah. Okay. And I went into the back and I was looking up, like, canon and mm. stuff. And uh, it was in the index. And uh, he was. He was putting over Menachem and Yoram, and like, he was like, oh yeah, they were great to work with, and mm. all the rest. Like, but the way he described that working with them was like, they would ask you what film you wanted to make, and then go, all right, fine, we like that idea, go make it. <laughs> and then the only input they'd have is if they got the film back into the edit suite, mm. and then like Menachem would sit there, and as soon as he get bored, he go, more sex, more action, more, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he uh, Menachem, he. The, the more I learn about this man, the more I, the more I learn. He he probably had like undiagnosed ADD or something. I do. I fucking love Menachem Gold. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have to say, we we'll get to some of his movies in a bit now, and I I'm looking forward to this now. Oh, like that. Like I was just just a spoiler alert. Yeah. Like Delta Force. Yeah. Over the top. Like these are great movies. Mm. You know, they're not like. They're not dram drama movies, right? But they're fucking great. Like Delta Force yeah. has. It's just awesome. Like, oh, God, yes. Lee Marvin and Chuck Norris fighting dudes in the desert with an Alan Silvestri score. Like. Yeah, if you if if you if that doesn't sound like the best idea ever, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to take your man carried away. Yeah, and that in that includes all of the women who are listening to this as well. Let's face you it, know. you all have man cards. Yeah, you all have man cards. It's a brave. If you were listening to a fucking podcast about Canon pictures, yeah, you've got a man card yeah. just for that anyway um, <laughs> we should probably get into the main uh, yeah probably a good plan get into the trousers of this picture <laughs> if you will and uh, so yeah we'll, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with uh, The Last American Virgin okay um, yes yeah, time, to, time to talk about the movie yeah. um, this uh, tragic Teen comedy, tragic comedy, or something. I don't know. Like I again, I didn't know anything about this. Mm. I didn't have the the uh, 
the grace of a the back of a VHS box to tell me what was yeah. going on. I just knew that there were virgins in America and they were trying to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But in, in a lot of ways, the you know, films like American Pie yeah. are very are very much like the offspring of, of this movie. Oh, very much so. Because so. unlike, unlike the rest of the teen comedies and stuff in, in this period... This was specifically about these guys trying to get laid. Well, I'm telling you, the thing is, Porky's always gets the credit because Porky's came out first. But yeah. this was made at the same time as Porky's. That is we true. discussed earlier on. Mm. But uh, yeah, like it, it opens up and it's like, it's got that awesome 80s look to it. Yeah. Like it just looks great. Like whatever film stock they were using them. Just America in the 1980s looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's no two ways about you know, it. Like, it was all the Reagan optimism yeah. that was going on. And just bright colors. And, yeah. You know, and speaking of bright colors, we, we opened with our, um, what's it called? Well, I didn't get the name at first. We opened our protagonist. Now his name is Gary. Yeah. But I just called him punk Jerry Seinfeld pretty much because that's what he looked like he had like yeah. the, the little kind of the cravat yeah. on the punk if, cravat and you know if uh, if Marlon Brando on the wild one was uh, a, a nerdy skinny Jewish teen yeah that's that's what you're basically looking at here and uh, he's delivering pizzas and his boss is like god damn it get out of here and deliver yeah. pizza yeah, I'm an old man and yeah. I, I, I make pizzas and yeah. I don't like you and it's I like, hired you because I hate you yeah <laughs> the, the name of the company is uh, Pink Pizzas yeah, which yeah. sounds like the worst name for a pizza company in the world I think they were trying to evoke like vaginas yeah. off the jump I maybe so, you but know. but when when I think pizza, I don't think the color pink. Mm, mm. You know that that's just me, and I'm a pizza aficionado, as you can tell to look at me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like anyway, we like the movie starts mm. just uh, and the guy um, we see Gary in school, and he's I he's. He's just minding his own business, and then Karen, the the love interest in the movie, comes along, and we Gary is revealed to be a fucking crazy old mope reader. Yeah, he's just there. <sighs> Pretty no, no, much, sorry, he's not around in school. They're in a, an ice cream parlor. The way I read it, at least, he got hit by the thunderbolt from the jump. You know, yeah. and you know, you know yourself when you're he, he's what like sixteen in this movie, uh-huh. and when when you meet that girl for the first time, and you just start like ah. <laughs> that's what that's what happened to the guy and I immediately thought alright I'm he, on board he looked like he wanted to fucking wear her though <laughs> a little bit <laughs> I mean like he had this like just this like <sighs> like that yeah. was the sound <laughs> like well, in fairness how subtle were you at that age man uh, well one time <laughs> to work up the courage yeah. to ask a girl out I did listen to Kurt Angle's theme song We meet Gary's two friends. Um, oh, I gotta point something out. Okay. Right? Like we see Karen and a friend, and both of them are very important to this movie mm-hmm. because Gary's in love with Karen, mm-hmm. and her friend kind of digs Gary. Yeah. But he's a dick about it. Yeah. And what, what I'll say is like, I was freaked out straight away because I was like, "Holy shit! It's the receptionist from Twin Peaks." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the first thing that popped into my head. As I well. believe Peggy is her real name. Mm. Like, I can't remember. Her name is uh, Oh, uh, I think it's Kimmy Robertson. Oh, I don't know. 
Twin Peaks, Peggy Twin Peaks. I don't really. I just remember her as Twin Peaks receptionist. Mm. Like right on. I mean, you know. Yeah. All good. And uh, yeah, then we meet these buddies. Mm. Um, I was pound shop Ray Liotta as yeah. well because we didn't hear the names. It wasn't yeah. yo Rick, yo Dave. Uh, yeah, it was Dave. Yeah. And I was there going, okay, so we got Pwn Shop and Eliotta and Baby Big, uh, Baby King Kong Mundy. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, who's dressed like Razor Ramon. Mm. <laughs> like he's got the, the yellow vest on. Yeah, that, that was that was bizarre. And um, immediately you can tell where this is going. I, I think it was David who, who spots these guys. Who spot, uh, who's, three girls. Who spots three girls across the way, and he's talking. He's talking about. He's talking about going over and trying to get the ride off the list. I think it's Rick who's gone. Well, you know, they don't put out. What are you talking about? Yeah. And the the line that stuck out. I have it written down. I can tell she's not a virgin by the way she walks. And it's like, that's just the charming naivety of it there. Because yeah. if that was how it worked, that's how it actually worked. Jenna Jameson would walk like John Wayne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so he goes over, and he brings these girls over, and they they, tr- a- uh, they invite them to a party. It's amazing, though. Yeah. Can I, can I just point out something? Sure. They go, you want to come to a party? And the girls go... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no, not really. And he goes, mm. "You're gonna have drugs there." And the guy goes, "Oh yeah, we got weed, nuppers, and dinners." Yeah. And then the girls go, "Do you have cocaine?" Oh yeah. And others are going, "Did fucking Gino Hernandez write this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and and da- David has this brilliant reaction. Oh, we've got, we've got, and he he tries to ape it with his hands, yeah. and he doesn't know does coke come in a bottle, a bag, yeah, a yeah. box. So he just does this random th- shape. But it's we like, got loads of coke. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, just got coke out the fucking ass like. yeah but it's so weird like that these three girls just like if you got cocaine yeah like Jesus Christ clearly you're drug novices yeah start at the bottom and work your way to the top absolutely and sit there going oh have you got any skag <laughs> yeah. like, you know you know that that's like a 12 year old asking if you have any crack uh, it's yeah they might as well have just went hey um you wouldn't have an MK Ultra hookup would you <laughs> 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 you know what I mean it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But they're trying to score a cook and the boys go, oh yeah, we got it. Oh yeah, So they get, to, they get them back to the house. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, so Gary, Rick and David bring Sandra D, Pinky Tuscadero and Mama Cass back to their gaff. And uh, <laughs> they immediately pull the table away, put some tunes on. Yeah. Rick asks one of them to dance. She goes out. He immediately drops the hand on her. Oh yeah. As is his way. Feeding the horse yeah. back in. Uh, da- David, fair play to him. He he goes right in as well. Yeah. Leaving Gary with um, with this woman. She uh, he he go he starts dancing with her. And it's like so. Uh, do you like this song? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so what do you think of the party? I don't, I don't care. care. I liked her though because she's off the jump on get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like they, they, they pair off. Yeah. The girls go off with uh, different guys. Like mm. Rick, Rick is, they're establishing that Rick is one of these guys. We've all met him. Yeah. He's fucking absolute cunts who are just great with getting girls for yeah. some reason. You know? Fuck those guys. And, uh, but Gary's left 
and he's basically trying to pull the tail off the girl that he yeah. stuck with and he was taking her clothes off as she sat there eating Doritos yeah they, looking this, away this was hilarious to me this was this is up there with the first episode of Breaking Bad just for like really grim sex scenes yeah, yeah you know that kind of scene where where um he he clearly wants to go yeah. but she wants she's not at all interested uh like it, it cuts away it cuts away to Rick doing his thing David yeah. doing his thing it cuts back he's taken the girl's shirt off and she still doesn't want her you know she's still very fucking amb- ambiguous about whether she wants him to touch her or yeah. not she's just kind of looking yeah. away eating chips but <laughs> yeah. he decides he's going to cut her brow off with his scissors yeah and that probably sounds more sinister than it looks <laughs> yeah but basically what happens is after this like you get this is where like Rick goes and he's fucking the girl mm. on top and um, he's the, she goes says to him she's like I'm not on the pill and he mm. goes you know well neither am I and he's <laughs> going oh oh you horrible bastard but that's what that you need to learn this about Rick yeah that he is a fucking low motherfucker but um, he they have sex and it's new to the old order place yeah and um so you're getting if you're watching this like as a teen sex rom-com you're getting it straight off the absolutely yeah but um what was it so you get like the the here's the bit that confounds me right rick and the girl have sex and then your one comes bouncing back into the living room yeah topless (laughs) i'm thinking i've been to a lot of parties yeah all right i've had sex at parties yeah okay and never once has anyone of mm. any gender went right? Well, I'm going back to the party yeah. in the nip. <laughs> Never happened with a big saucy knob on me. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, fucking just. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that that was I, that was just thrown in there just so we could get the tit quota. So, yeah. Oh you know. yeah. And in fairness to the two women, mm. they were sound. They were sound. In fairness to them. And um, then, what what was her name the the blondie one yeah her 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 stick with David I I just don't get well she made him go into the balcony and count to a hundred yeah it's like when you come when you come in I'll yeah. be undressed yeah I've never encountered that in my life yeah I've never heard of that it was an odd one yeah it was just an, I can see because basically what happens is she disappears uh, well uh, Gary's parents come home mm. and chase them all out of the house <laughs> and fucking David crawls back into bed no the girl who he was said who said was waiting for him right yeah was a young uh, blonde woman yeah um, very, very shapely very right. shapely alright and Gary's Maz in the bed, yeah. who's an old one with different coloured hair. Yeah. All right. And David hops in, and this is the bit that confounded. He just went and fucking grabbed the tail off her. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? There, there was a line. There was a line in this where, like, the rest of them except David, they all fuck off out to Gary's car. Yeah. And you know, it just occurs to them, where's David? And I immediately, oh shit. Yeah. And he goes in. He paws the tit off of the dad. Walks in. Yeah. He he literally takes off his shoe and starts beating David with it. For real as For well. real. <laughs> and David runs out of the car, runs out to the car, jumps in and he just goes, um, your parents are home. That yeah. line fucking slayed me. I, yeah. I thought, oh, and I just thought, okay, we've set the tone now. This is going to be like an American Pie style deal. It's going to be light and airy. It's going to be fun. And I was like, okay, I'm on board with this now. Yeah. You know? It's, um... Anyway, we this is like yeah this it, it was just for fun 
that, that scene. Yeah. It was like, here, look, you're going to have some fun. Because mm. it has no greater meaning to, to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because after this, we go to... Well, uh, like... I said to you, all right, Gary is supposed to be the hero. Mm. I have no sympathy for Gary mm. because he's a creep. Okay, like at the beginning, I was there going, "Oh, he's a mouth-breathing, crazy-eyed weirdo." Okay, yeah. Well, and then no, they, they did they did feed sweet and low to these girls as cocaine. Yeah, but like <laughs> that's not that's just like that's working with what you've got. Yeah, okay, okay? fair, fair, fair point, fair uh, point. Yeah. I can only imagine if I was in that situation where like girls go oh do you have cocaine back at house no but I got a few uh, new Japan tapes if you want to come back and watch those you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) I do have some electrifying fucking stuff on Netflix that I haven't watched yet if you're up for it I'm gonna I'm gonna finally get into uh Fucking! <laughs> I finally get into community. Yeah. yeah, it's a great show. But uh, anyway, like the they go back to the school. Uh, like you see the he's talking about the school. Uh, you get a big Devo track. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of eighties music in this. Mm. Uh, but I was like, whoa, shit! That is a lot of Devo all up in my business. Yeah. There, they're in school and they're doing their gimmicks. Yeah, and we see this nerdy character. Oh, Victor! Yeah. Victor, yeah. Peeping through a peephole, mm. as you do. Yeah. Once again, fi- filling out the tit quota. Yeah. Nice shower scene. Looking at some girls in the shower. Pro- he wasn't stroking it, but yeah. he would have later on. Oh, absolutely. And then they literally have a dick measuring contest. That yeah. Was some. Yeah, he was our thing. You know, uh, everyone they catch him doing this, and it's like, oh well, you can't even you can't even see his dick there. Anyways, it's yeah. so small, and he just goes. <laughs> Bigger than any of yours there, lads. <laughs> yeah. And rather than just go, yeah, yeah, whatever, they decide, let's get some empirical evidence on this one. Yeah. So every lad in the locker room puts in a dollar into this, we'll have a pool and you win it if you've got the biggest tool. Yeah. That's how that's how they said it. And it's like yeah. it is literally a dick measuring contest. Yeah. And and they're all getting they're, hard. Yeah, they're all getting hard. So they're clearly getting hard in a fucking room with a bunch of other sweaty dudes. Together. Together. That is probably the gayest thing outside <laughs> of actual gay sex yeah. I've ever heard of. Like I, I remember like um like I've heard people describe Stuff like that from under, from their teens, yeah. Where they're like, "Oh yeah," and then we all had our dicks out or something. Yeah. I never did that. Like I remember that, one. Th- that's that's not an Irish thing because yeah. we have we have Catholic shame. No, but I remember t- like um, my friend. Mm. All right, I was watching like an episode of Euro Trash. Yeah. <laughs> on tape because I had it on tape, you know. Because you were a swinging teen even then, man. Man, come on. Everyone had an episode of Euro Trash on yeah. tape. Yeah. And he, I was showing him my tape of Euro Trash, right? Mm. I'm not kidding. The guy literally just stuck his hand in his trousers and started jacking it in my living room. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I fucking Garvin stomped him out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's never happened to me. I'm I'm about halfway through my life at, right, at this point. Yeah. If, if someone started stroking one out while I was in the room with them, I would kick their ass. It's it's just what it, it's weird. I, I you I, can't be doing that. I just remember going get out of my life. Yeah. Going, you know, like that's so weird. Mm. But other people do it for some reason. Yeah. And in fairness to Victor, he was true to his word. Oh, I'm the biggest dick in the room. Yeah, 
They they measured it at nine. He claimed nine and a half. Yeah. It's like we're not measuring the balls as well. It's like, dude, I know what the fuck I've got. Yeah. You know, and it was like fair play to you, son. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And I I sort of predicted that one ahead of time because you don't you don't suggest a dick measuring contest yeah, unless you're fairly confident. Yeah. That you're rocking the biggest one. Um, hey, it's why I always go. Hey, let's have tests of strength. I mean, <laughs> yeah, come on, brother. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> and it's why I always suggest contests of. I got nothing. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, we the next scene uh, we see David, or not David, Gary, mm. our, our protagonist. He's he he finds out where um, what you call it? Uh, Karen lives. Karen lives. I get them right, Kelly, because I was getting breaking back in my head. But Karen finds out where she lives, and he goes and lets the fucking arrow of her tires. Yeah. So he can conveniently drive up. Yeah. And fucking go. Hey, can I give you a lift into school? I'm like you. <laughs> Fucking creep! Like what a creep! Yeah, they, this, but it, it wasn't just that. What what he did was he he, you know, he parked the car a bit up the street, you know, sort of tiptoed up to her up to her little scooter thing, let the air out, yeah. and then just creep back and watched. Yeah, waited, waited yeah. and watched like a fucking stakeout, like Ted fucking Bundy. Would. Yeah. This this was creepy as hell. The only thing it was shot in the daytime and it was scored with fucking Oreo Speedwagons. Keep on loving you. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that was kind of keeping the tempo. Yeah, that's the only thing that made it. Whereas if that had been shot at night mm. and like I don't know, like you know Tom Waits. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> oh my god! Like this guy, he's letting the air over yeah. tires. He's sabotaging your transport. Okay. If if anyone's watching along with this, yeah. what we want you to do, we want you to go back to that scene, uh, put it on mute and play Tom Waits God's Away on Business over oh, yeah. it it's one of the creepiest fucking things you will ever do it's uh after this they go to school and whatever else yeah. um, and he's like he's basically trying to mac on her and yeah. she's having none of it you know although in in fairness as as weird as the build up was he was pretty straightforward about it oh know? yeah he asked her out yeah and then she was like nah dog yeah uh, not like nah dog but like you know she's like not today yeah you know she's like Harry Stark yeah pretty but, much um, anyway uh, you know she said she was busy I'm doing something else and he's you know and he just pulls her back and goes do you have a boyfriend and she's yeah. like no and then just walks off and he's like okay I I have sort of a chance here yeah yeah until later on. He's when, like when, Christmas. Yeah, when he when he gets to the when he gets to a house party he's going to later on in the night. Yeah. And she's already there. Oh, and she's tongue deep with Rick. Yeah. Oh. The fact that she said no when she was obviously doing something yeah. should have been fucking clue number one that she's just not she's just not into you, dog. No, it's I'll, just not gonna happen. I'll say this, right? Like she's into Cundy Bollocks, that's what I remember. Yeah. Right? But like Peggy's into Gary. Mm. I was looking at Peggy and I was like, she's a fucking cute girl, you know? What's your uh, problem? In that scene? Yeah. Well, she, she's, lo- she looked like a, br- a blonde Brillo pad in that fucking scene. I know, scene. but she's cute in general. Okay, in general, like, yeah. But- look, we've all... M- and this is going to sound terrible. Yeah. Okay? We've all met those girls who you just looked at and you're like, you know what? If you were wearing a fucking D.O. t-shirt, you'd be hot. Yeah. And that's who Peggy is. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know? Okay, okay, fair enough. And, uh... <laughs> but th- this is the first time in the movie that something that I very much identified as a teenager yeah. happened alright because Gary he's all lovesick and he's like stalking Karen around the place mm. but he's just sculling a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> yeah. and I was watching it I was like I've been there yeah. you know? and if anything 
His choice of drink made him look cool in, yeah. the, in that instance. In fact, I wouldn't be... I'd say there was probably a time where I was double fisting bottles of Jack oh, Daniels. We've, we've all had that phase. I About three or four years ago, I went through a phase where I was like... I think about three weeks where I was just all the fucking time. Yeah, it's... I had to stop for the sake of my fucking liver and oh, my sanity. Man. But anyways. It's weird. It's like... He's hitting on her in the bathroom. Mm. He's basically there going, Hey, Karen, how about... Like, we get together, baby. Yeah. You know? I'm just telling it like it is. Des- despite the fact that, like, two minutes ago, she had your best friend in a smother tackle. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on now. They were fucking... Yeah. Tearing the fucking faces off on them. Yeah, and... And, like... He's there going, how about it? And she's like, no, she's not being an arsehole about it. Yeah. She's there going, no, no, I'm into, I'm into Rick. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, so he gets all fucked up drunk, mm. uh, which, and like, I actually, but like in the film, it happens pretty fast, but I have had that happen to me yeah. where you drink like a, nearly a liter of whiskey. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. I'm and, fine. And then it goes, and you're like, I'm not. Fine. Oh, no, no, I'm not fine. <laughs> not even in close. Fact, I have just took the first step on a long hard road <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna feel alright for a long fucking time right no. now in fact talking about it I identify with it very much <laughs> after what I did last night but um oh, such a story it's uh what's called we t- he goes home mm. and uh, Gary does they send him home and uh, so no Karen for him that night. Yeah, but but not before he cho- he chucks his his mate David into the pool. Yeah, oh yeah, he does. But yeah, there there was a. Scene. It's an eighties yeah. movie, man. Oh, it Someone's had to be going, done. Like I bet, okay, that like there was a fucking deleted scene from like Blue Velvet where yeah. someone gets knocked into. A oh pool. no doubt, <laughs> probably one in Top Gun as well. <laughs> you know? But uh, there there was um there, there where are all these pools coming from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there there was. But there was a bit in this where he, you know, he was mouldy enough that he'd lost, completely lost the run of himself. Yeah. And Rick was there with Karen and he, he wasn't, other people were talking to him. It's like, hey, you need to, you need to go home, get some sleep. And he wasn't looking or even acknowledging them. He was just sort of hand out to Karen going, love me. Yeah. Oh God. Not, not quite saying it but the look on his face was just like I love you please suck it I love you Rebecca <laughs> yeah if you remember that awesome Newgrounds tune <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah it, he was like it was sad he to looked be like he was in a Scorpions music video pretty much yeah he had the hand out only, only not looking nearly as cool as anyone in a Scorpions music no, especially video especially Rudolf Schenker man. <laughs> oh with, god no with the old uh, you know the Sid Vicious perm mullet and the oh. moustache like come on fuck yeah but uh, <laughs> 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 was, uh, anyway, after this, like that, like he, he he loses, but he goes back home and he mm. causes a fucking scene, which is pretty funny. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> this was this was another one of my favorite bits of the movie. Um, his parents had like had a bunch of people over, you know, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Goldenblatt and you know <laughs> Rosenstein and people like that, and very Jewish is what very I'm trying Jewish, to say, yeah. and. Um, you know, as soon as he comes in, you know, his mom calls him and says, David. I'm surprised Bill Goldberg yeah. wasn't Probably. in his <laughs> tights. Just yeah. you know. <laughs> David, would you come in here? You haven't seen these people in years. And yeah. he just arrives in with like one shirt tail out yeah, yeah. and looking very worse for wear. And he starts macking on one of the one of his mother's friends for the tear, for the tear, just for the fuck of it, like. And 
They give them. Uh, they give them. Um, they they give them a bunch of a tray, tray of glasses, a tray of glasses yeah. to carry back, and you know exactly where this is going. As soon as you hand the inebriate a fucking tray of glasses, you yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, like. I can't, yeah, that's just, and but it's realistic. Yeah. You know? Like, shit happens to you when you're fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and break stuff, people start breakdancing on you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you never know. I've had that happen. But, um, Last night. But anyways. No, but, uh, <laughs> there, there was, there, there was like a certain, there was a certain sort of Ricky Gervais style, you know, comedy of absolute fucking mortification about yeah, that scene, yeah. which was really awesome. But uh, uh, it was, it was fun, and like he goes to bed and whatever else wakes up. But next we get another another scene mm. of amorous uh, content yeah. where he's delivering a pizza to a cougar's house, I guess. The yeah, movie. and uh, <coughs> what was a he like he, Gary delivers a pizza to her, mm. and she's basically she's like she just she sounded like Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, you know she's like, <laughs> "Hey, Vato, you yeah. want to come in here and get some of my Latino heat?" Yeah. You know, but um, what what fucking accent was this woman trying to do? I don't know, I, man. Like she's clearly not Latino. No, uh, no, she's or just, Latina or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. she's she's clearly not, yeah. and. You're looking at it, going, "What are you? Are, is this like a role play thing you do?" I, or, yeah, like I was, th- th- I was thinking maybe it's that. Well, it comes into it a little bit. Maybe, later. maybe she's just a lonely woman who likes to fucking who likes to play, you know, role play fuck random service industry people. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> it could be that. Well, the thing is, though, Gary fucking chickens out. Like yeah. she's there going lobbing into me, boss. Yeah, your fancy tricks, like yeah, and uh, <laughs> slide her in. <laughs> you know, fucking Gary chickens out, and then decides he's going to run a train on her. Yeah, he goes back and gets his two boats. Okay, well, what this is another what the fuck moment in this film it's like okay I don't have I don't have the courage to ride you myself yeah but I will run a fucking train on you yeah I'll get like, my- I, I will bring David I'll bring David and Rick back and yeah. they can both lob one into you yeah and then we can all we can all have a good time we'll do a, a yeah. behind the green door style yeah. scenario and the thing was as soon as she arrives at the door as soon as they arrive at the door she is absolutely 100% on for this oh yeah like well, I, I got, I have a description of her here that yeah. ties into what you were saying earlier on. Yeah, she sits them down and she starts stripping for them. Yeah, but she strips like a woman who's always wanted to. Yeah, but never actually practiced it. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? It's like you know when you've like we've all had like the drunk girlfriend. Mm. Who you come home after a Saturday night? Yeah, and instead of just getting down to, it, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna strip for you." Yeah, and you're there going, "Sweetheart." I've seen it all before. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but you have your fun. Yeah. In fact, go, I'm probably go, going to be asleep at the end go, of this. Go, go right ahead. But, uh, and that's what, yeah. the, she was just like, she, she, oh, she was going for it. She had, she had the, she had the whole thing of like, you know, the, the drunken spinster on a hen night kind of deal going yeah. on. But it was that kind of dance where she was mouldy, mouldy drunk. And, well, I don't know if she was mouldy drunk, but she yeah. certainly moved like she was. Well, I was thinking, actually, the equivalent for a man, yeah. right, would be if we were to bring a, a, a woman back, right, mm. and to go pull, like, Ric Flair's entrance music on yeah. straight into the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Start elbow just dropping her a really shirt. horrible fucking strut, and then just rubbing against her. You know, that, that would be the male equivalent. Yeah, but instead of, like, try, you'd end up looking, instead of being Flair, you'd end up looking like a mix of, like, Jeff Farmer and Zandig. <laughs> yeah, pretty you know? much. But, well, uh, 
And they, you know, all the boys are in. Of course, Rick goes in first. Rick goes in. Yeah. Because I said one thing about Rick. Yeah. Right? Like he's a scumbag and all. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, he at least he's one of these people who. St- he, if he sees something, he'll make a try for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like it's it's the assertiveness that gets him over with women. Yeah, and I he's think. not like he's not rapey or anything. Yeah, like but like he's just like you know he'll go for it. Yeah, and like a lot of people, you know, won't do that. And you kind of kind of even though like Rick's a bad dude at mm. the end of all things, like he's. Um, like, you kind of have to respect his gumption. Yeah. He's there going, she's into me, I'm I, into I respect his drive. Yeah, he's like, she's into me, I'm into her, I'll make this fucking happen. Absolutely. But um, he gets in there and the two boys uh, watch him and her fuck through a keyhole. Which, once again, that's not something that I would ever do. No. Um, you know, even as, a hor- even as a horny teen, if I, if I found out that, like, you know... Like say my mate Brian was riding a bure yeah. in in one of the rooms. I wouldn't peek through the keyhole God, at him. No. You want to see his balls? No, you don't want yeah, to see I mean, your friend's shaft. It's it. You know, even a hint of helmet is too much. <laughs> but um, anyway, the 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 one of the weird like fucking hell moments comes yeah. up next though when David goes in and gets his turn, mm. takes his top off and reveals the biggest pair of tits in the picture. <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, then he has sex with this woman. Mm. Uh, while uh, fucking Casey and the Sunshine Bands, that's the way I like it. it? <laughs> yeah. My God, watching this kid's fucking flabby frame flop up and down on this woman yeah. was one of the most fucking affronting things I've <laughs> ever seen. It was amazing in its yeah. own way. Have, have you seen that? Have you seen that video of uh, the seal raping a penguin? No, Jesus. it's kind of like that. It's. It, <laughs> it was like he. He, his body yeah. was almost like a ragdoll physics game mm. like bits of it just were acting independently yeah. according to gravity and the rules set <laughs> yeah. down like you know and, but, and another thing I want to mention in this because the, because these guys are teenagers you can tell this scene happened in real time yeah like yeah. Rick arrived in you know he was doing his thing about like three about two and a half minutes later he arrives out going <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, oh, no. Iron yeah. Man. <laughs> and then <laughs> David goes in, does the same thing. And that's when we we go f- we go into full-on British sex farce. Yeah, because her husband arrives home. Yeah, her, hu- her husband, who's a sailor named Paco. Yeah. I'm not making this up, I swear to God. Uh, yeah, and, and he comes in and he chases them out. And yet again, David yeah. is being chased. Yeah, he gets beaten with a fucking shoe. Yeah, again. <laughs> Like watching that guy kick that dude, that kid's rather ample posture yeah. into a car was hilarious. Yeah, you know, I, mean, fair, you know, I think I think he got nominated for all the beating because he had the most surface area. Yeah, you know, and oh yeah, just want to slap him. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, just to watch the ripples. Oh my god, I just want to <laughs> slap the, the side of him. Yeah, this, this kid was was like horribly fucking. I, Morbidly obese, and he was sweaty. And he, yeah, see the glaze sweaty. on him. Yeah, there, there was a honey glaze on him the whole fucking. Movie, he looked like a nineties toy. Yeah, <laughs> pr- pretty much. But uh, anyway, they, they go away. But mm. then we come back and we like Gary again is a weird guy. Instead of going right, I'm gonna just fucking like my attitude. If I went to a girl the way he's yeah. into Karen, mm. right, I go. You know what? I'm just gonna lay it on. See yeah. who goes, right? I'll ask her, and if she says no, I'll move on with my life. Yeah, that's she, that's the sane way to go about it. Yeah, he she, he asks her, she says no, and he goes, all right, well, I guess I'll hang around Rick while he's fucking her. And stare at her the whole time, like yeah. a creep. Yeah. 
And then they, they go out and uh, they steal Victor's car. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, to because Gary's car isn't, he, he's lost it. But um, they steal Victor's car to bring the girls to the point. Yeah. I would fucking love if Galway had a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? The man. The the that's oh. neither here nor there. This is far out, man. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's for a very specific type of party. Oh okay. Oh, is that dog and spot? Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I meant in the classic American. Oh right. Make right. out point. Gotcha. Thing, like, gotcha. You know, never had that. You know, I remember. Yeah, like, dogging's about as close as you get in this country to that. I, like I remember, I'm from Enniscorthy. Like I used mm. to just bring girls up to my house. Yeah. I was like, let's just look at my mask. Cool. <laughs> we'll just go up to my room. <laughs> let's do this thing. It's all good. Yeah. You know, I put on a bit of. Uh, I don't know, Black Sabbath. <laughs> you know. Something with a nice slow rhythm. You yeah, know, give yeah. you know, give me give me time to last here. But um yeah, it, it was it was weird. They still like here's the, where's where I lose sympathy again though. Yeah. Okay. Like uh they steal Victor's car mm. and then fucking drive it into the sea by accident. Yeah, I I was I was with I, I was kind of on board with Gary. I, I, I pegged Rick as a prick from yeah. like from the jump. But I, I still had a little bit of sympathy for Gary up to this point. Until this happened. Because they arrive at the point, you know, uh, Rick and Karen start getting it on. Yeah. Um, oh, Rose, Peggy, whatever yeah. it is. She hops straight on Gary. Yeah. I was and, like, you lucky bastard. And, Ron, like. and, and Gary decides, yeah, I'll go with this. Yeah. And however he did it, he managed to release the emergency brake yeah. on the car. And it rolled down the fucking hill. And this looked like a really nice car. Looked yeah. like a it's like a a seventies era convertible that looked fucking amazing. Yeah. And it just rolled straight into the ocean. And rather than go, oh shit, we'd better push this back before it rusts up to shit. They have a dance. They have a dance. Shower of cunts. Yeah. Now th- this probably sound, you know, if the this people, w- no, I'm saying, right? The kids in Romper Stomper had more fucking empathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that's a fucking, that's a statement and a half. You know what no, I mean? No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is the kind of story that had it actually happened to you, it'd be the kind of thing that, like, in ten or fifteen years, you could, you could tell back over. Over a pint and have a nice warm hearty laugh about yeah. but at the time me as an outsider watching this thinking you are a pack of bastards push that thing back and don't be a cunt all your life oh no I tell you if I was Victor yeah. they come back to Victor who's sitting there yeah. and uh, he's there going ah holes you know? yeah. and here's what I would have done mm. I would have got a fucking lump hammer yeah okay? I'd have just and I'd have fucking worn the two boys out with it no just beat them to death with my anaconda like penis oh but yeah like, that, like you fuck them up you go alright get that car out of the fucking ocean yeah. and fucking pay to have it fixed yeah. or buy me a new car yeah. those are your two options yeah. Either that or I'm going to start taking ears. Yeah. <laughs> and you funny got two, that's. <laughs> it's true. You know. I will take a knuckle for every day you don't do this. It's fucking, <laughs> like, it's madness. Like, yeah. that was actual, like, I was like, uh, I, I hate, it's like, as I said, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everybody reveals themselves to be an arsehole eventually. Yeah. V- Victor is probably the the most. Victor is the Ned Stark in this yeah, film. He's, he's, pro- he's probably the most like likeable person in this whole thing. I mean, granted, he's a bit of a peeping Tom, but at the same time, when you're that age, you kind of are, just by default. Yeah. And, you know, da- uh, David doesn't really come across as too much of an asshole. From- yeah, he's okay. He's, he's okay. okay. But the, in terms of, like, sympathetic characters, they yeah. aren't, you know, they're thin on the ground in this movie. Well, that wasn't enough for them. Mm. So they, you know, like to 
like Gary again in a weird roundabout way like that date ends and then another one begins yeah. you know because like Jesus Christ American high schoolers like all they do is go on dates yeah, and wreck these, cars like these fuckers party these fuckers party like fucking um, they party harder than I do yeah in my adult years they party harder than than fucking Led Zeppelin did in their adult yeah. years it's like <laughs> more dates yeah like, alright more dates more party where are they getting the fucking money I for this oh god look at this, this this guy works part time as a fucking delivery driver. Yeah, I know people who work similar jobs. They're not flush. No, <laughs> no, the other two don't have jobs. Yeah, and their parents aren't fucking mega rich either. Yeah, like I I don't know maybe uh, who drug dealing quite possibly maybe maybe they're like Kelly and fucking Break and they're selling ketamine on the side. But it's I I I don't I don't get this at all. Maybe it's just for the sake of brevity. Like in rea- you know, in reality, this would happen over the course of like a few months. Yeah. But they had to condense it down or whatever. Yeah. But it just seemed like so fucking sudden. It just was like, like party, 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 party. How are, how do you not have liver failure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it was like fucking uh, it's like a Brett Easton Ellis novel yeah. or something. I was I was expecting David to do a fucking John Belushi halfway through this thing. And just die. Yeah, like his heart to explode. <laughs> <laughs> but they decided to, to it, Gary in a weird roundabout way to try and stop uh, Rick from uh, popping uh, Karen's cherry as yeah. they say it right he goes yeah well we're going to go fuck this hooker yeah. and they go to Streets of Rage yeah that's where like they're in the video game Streets of Rage yeah and this hooker is there and she's just there going fucking oh like yeah. just hey I'll let you throw it into me for a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard sexier dialogue from fucking, uh, from, from Jamie Dundee or Warty Nora or Frank from Blue Velvet. She looks it, like a worn belt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe her. Yeah. <laughs> she was rough. <laughs> Dog <laughs> rough. <laughs> she looks... So, they... <laughs> She brings she brings them back to this crack den she lives in. <laughs> Think of the inside of a yeah. magical skip. Like the TARDIS and Doctor yeah. Who. She big skippy going in. It's massive yeah. inside, full of shit. She she brings them back to this to like the set of Steptoe and Son. Yeah. And Sanford and Son for you Americans. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it just is this grimy, fucking grotty shithole of a place. <laughs> I expected, expected the toxic adventure. Yes, just come out and fucking do the Our, shit. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it literally is the kind of place the trauma would shoot an oh, entire movie. It, it was, it it was grim. Uh, now, they, this is. You know, this is the second grimmest scene in this fucking oh God. movie. Oh, Gary gets down, yeah. right, on the filth-ridden mattress, yeah. much like Elias Cateus' heroin yeah, mattress he, he was, in erotica. Yeah, he, he walked in sort of like, hey, busy night, is it? Yeah. Like, like he's talking to a fucking taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. It's like, busy night, is and it? And she's yeah. there going, why don't you fucking get in there before we go lose his old track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This thing will fucking heal over. <laughs> 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 fucking lava into me, boss. Lava into me. Before it heals over. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> and apparently Gary's a one pump hero. Oh, he's a yeah. one pump jump. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he gets in there and he jobs out straight away. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he fucking. It's it's probably the most emasculating thing ever when he's walking back all shame ridden. She's cutting a promo. She's, she's roaring abuse at this man. Oh man. <laughs> she's cutting a promo on him. Yeah. You got a lot to learn, Jack. Yeah. You know? And he fucking vomits there. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark. It's so, so grim. <laughs> and here, here's here's the thing. It, it doesn't show it in the film, yeah. but it cuts to the next day yeah. when, Gar- when Gary's like rubbing the fucking scrot off himself. Yeah, it's the three boys. Yeah, there, and the three boys are doing... That implies that after this... When they arrived into this grim scene and and Gary walked back all crestfallen and her cutting a Jamie Dundee promo on him. Yeah, yeah. That the two boys just... And he vomits. Well, well, well I'm still hard. I'm, so, yeah. And they paid me money, you know? <laughs> I mean, surely at that point, it's you're out the fucking door. It's like when I went to see Expendables too. Yeah, and halfway through, this film is shit, but I didn't pay for it. So I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I don't know if it, I don't know if Expendables two was that grim. Now, but but. Uh, it, yeah, that's just. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, they've got the crabs, and there's a really funny scene actually yeah. where they go to a. A pharmacist, yeah, and like he's they're like trying to roundabout way to say they've got crabs, like you know? <laughs> yeah, and it is like I'd be, I'd be I'd be ruining it if I tried to do yeah. dialogue to it, but it was really funny, and uh, uh, they're they're hinting at it, and he's getting it wrong, he's getting yeah. it a little less wrong each time, and then when when he when the penny drops, he just bursts his whole laughing at them, but uh, and oh yeah, yeah, it's like they. After this, like once Rick's got his crabs cleared off, yeah, he decides that he's going to fucking take uh, Karen to Chinatown. Yeah, af- after he's thrown it into Juanita Jaquita, yeah, and fucking that J- hooker, yeah, and this dirty fucking <laughs> scum-ridden prostitute, even baby, yeah. And he's going. He's going to throw it into this girl who's absolutely crazy about him. He is yeah. that much of a prick. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He loves his dick, his yeah. jizz, and his crabs into this poor girl. Yeah, and uh, in a disused football field. Yeah, every girl's dream. Who you know? I haven't met a girl who doesn't dream of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was the original draft of Fifty Shades, but apparently it was two on the money. Yeah, and. Here, here's the thing. When when Rick and Karen are doing this, Gary goes to the Gary goes to the fucking malt shop or whatever it was from the start of the oh, movie. He's talking to him while they're yeah. he's nearly and he, he he runs into he runs into Victor and David. It's yeah. like, oh, where, where's where's Karen? Uh, Rick took her off somewhere, yeah. uh, probably to the football field or something like that. Yeah. And Victor just saying, yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna lob it into her. What yeah. do you reckon about that? <laughs> and. And Gary just walks away. And David looks at Victor like, you're such a gobshite. And he slaps him on. And if I was Victor, it's like, he fucked my car up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy. I'm going to put I his go- head through a pinball table. Yes. And yeah. beat him to death. It was... It's, I, well, Gary goes and yeah. stalks him in the field. Yeah. I'd have gone out for justice on this fucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you to the banks in there, friend. <laughs> yeah. The blood bank. <laughs> but uh, they go... The dude is like Rick and her fuck in a yeah. weird scene that I felt like a creep watching. Like yeah. these two like fuckers having sex in a in the football stadium yeah. disused scoreboard, 
You know, I mean, the equi- can you imagine bringing a girl and fucking her behind the scoreboard of a gap hitch? Like, oh, that. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, at least that was indoors. Yeah, you know, was, your average gas scoreboard would just have like a bunch of slates yeah, behind it. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was weird. I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, me <laughs> still had a wank. Like, still, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was. It, was uh, it, it just wasn't as forceful or enthusiastic as it normally yeah, would it, be. It, I'll be honest with you, it was just dribbling out. Yeah, it was. <laughs> to, to be honest, they, this was like the early morning maintenance one yeah you know, you're just like, I, you know what I can either wait here for it to go away or yeah. I can just take care of business absolutely but uh, <laughs> they uh, they uh, well here's what happened he he fucks her and um, uh, Gary's stalking him whatever and I think we'll jump forward to the result of what happens here right yeah he gets her fucking pregnant yeah right and dumps her yes now you see, I've been talking about who Rick's a piece of shit for yeah. the last while, and and had Gary's parents not walked in on the scene at the start, that probably wouldn't be the first time he'd done it either. Oh yeah, oh no, he says something to the effect of where like uh, Karen's having a cry yeah. in, the, in the hallway, and um, fucking and Gary goes out. Gary's they're going, oh, what's wrong with you? You know, you have no have no whinge, you mm. know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she that goes, time of the month is it? She's there going, oh no, not anymore. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> off the sticks, or and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she said with an Irish accent and all. In fact, in fact, once again, if you're if you're watching along, just mute the bit and just and just have Mr. Capcom supply the dialogue. I'm up the stick. We need to remake this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> she's a. Uh, <laughs> go, go on, go on. Anyway, Gary goes back in and he cuts a promo on her. Yeah. She's like, motherfucker, she's pregnant. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And Rick turns and goes, Yeah, well, she ain't the first, she ain't the last. I was like, You scummy. This is like kids. Yeah. Remember that fucking movie from the 90s? Oh, that, that movie I absolutely hate. Yeah, yeah that movie. I hate that movie. Yeah. It's terrible. It's exploitation trash, is what it yeah. is. Like, but like, yeah, it was like, that. I was like, Ah. Oh. Oh, oh, you know, and uh, anyway, Gary, being a creep, yeah. decides, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> Never a better time for the G-Man. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be his in. Yeah. So, which, which again, is kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, when you but think about it. I'll say this, right? He's such a fucking creep. I'm surprised he didn't pull out a bag of ice cubes with a coal hanger to sort her out there and then. <laughs> He's not always like, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Bite down on this, it'll be over in a minute. <laughs> He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he uh, he dumps Kelly, mm. she's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Karen. Karen, yeah. Karen, sorry. I got, I'm thinking of breaking, yeah. you know. But he, dump, she dump, he dumps Karen, mm. and um, <clears throat> so Gary decides he's going to look after her. <clears throat> he moves her into his granny's house, yeah. and he's there going, don't worry, I'm going to get you an abortion <laughs> <laughs> and this is where the movie okay it gets dark from here yeah man. now granted it had been it had started off all sort of like you know super light and Aries American pie yeah and then it sort of it go from there it sort of verges into fast times at Ridgemont High and then it's full on kids yeah 
for, for the rest of the movie. We've taken a full-on 180 at this point, and we're watching an entirely different movie. The tone of this film is absolutely fucked up. It's so weird. You know, it's, like, it's like a playlist that starts off with the Bee Gees and ends up with Cradle of Filth. Yeah. It's, um, Sounds like a playlist like makeup. No, it, it, there's a progression to it and everything, but at the same time, it's like, how did you start from here and you end up there? there it's yeah. like It's so weird, though. The nurse... At the 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 sense, yeah. he's giving her shit. Yeah. Hey, you couldn't think about fucking maybe clamping the knees together for ten seconds or yeah, you know? yeah, dirty prosy. And uh, <laughs> you feel your ones are going. Uh, I'm pregnant and I need a fucking abortion. Yeah. Why not giving me shit? I mean, I thought the fucking cunts who hang outside of abortion clinics. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you get inside apparently, and it's just yeah. as fucking bad. And old fucking matron is there going, yeah. oh look at this fucking whore, like you know. When- uh, when, the, when this film came out, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the critics accused it of like borderline misogyny. Yeah, and it was like, borderline misogyny. Yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I, I I'm not too sure about that, but this fucking scene, most definitely. Yeah, it's it's like, it's, don't. it's also fucking graphic. Like you see yeah. Karen getting ready for this the scene. Yeah, and just a shot of her and you two playing in the background. Oh yeah, you two soundtrack to the abortion yeah. and. But, but you just see her taking her fucking pants off and yeah. like you see her vagina yeah. and the camera pans up on her naked body yeah. to her crying face yeah. as she's getting ready to get an abortion like now I I can kind I can kind of let this one slide it was it was sexu- sexually exploitative yeah and creepy I, I, I don't know about that I, I think what they were trying to go for at least whether they achieved it or not they were trying to go for like grim reality in that yeah, scene yeah it just came across as kind of creepy okay yeah. I, I'm, I can I can understand the how you think the, the U2 soundtrack as well it's like that scene earlier on we discussed yeah. where like if Keep On Loving You by Ario Speedwagon yeah. hadn't been on it would have been different yeah. maybe if they had scored this instead of like fucking old yeah. You know, fucking you two. Run away, run away, you know? run away, run away. But uh, and I, said, I don't. I you know, I I already have enough negative connotations to Bono's general existence. I don't want to yeah. add abortion to it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, um, the, the, she gets the abortion anyway. Yeah. She's down off the stick. <laughs> and this is one of the best scenes in the movie, if you ask me. Mm. When uh, Gary begs borrows and steals papers abortion. Before. Yeah, sells his stereo, sells his, probably himself. Yeah. He, you know, and he scabs, he scabs about a hundred quid off his, his, off boss. his boss, yeah. just to pay for this fucking thing. And, uh, like, he, Gary has sacrificed a lot, yeah. to be fair. Okay. To be fair to the man he has. And, um, he pays for her abortion, yeah. and he even is nice enough to bring her the two gifts that a woman needs after she gets an abortion. <laughs> yeah. And Christmas tree in a bag of barges. <laughs> what in sweet fuck is this about? I have no idea. <laughs> Okay, a bag of oranges. I can sort of understand because you you know people bring fruit to people who are in hospital. Yeah, yeah. That kind of makes sense. But why a fucking Christmas tree? I don't know. It's like yo, and it wasn't decorated. It was just a, yeah. a Christmas tree fresh out the bag. Like. The first no. Oh god. Whoa. That was like one of those. You know, all maybe, right. Maybe he, maybe he was just on the way over there, and he passed by, and he passed by like a Toys R Us or something like that, and just went, 
You know what to cheer her up. <laughs> she won't be expecting this. Or, so it'll just take her off guard and she'll have to laugh. Or, and it'll take it'll take her mind off it'll take her mind off the thing that just got scooped out of her. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> or it was a scenario where as we discussed before yeah. off air, yeah. it could have been that he went to a garage, but it was in the eighties. Yeah. So all they had was like you know, the last two things they had, bag of oranges and a Christmas tree. So, well, look, i be honest with you, at this point, I've spent enough fucking money on her. Yeah. So whatever the cheapest two things you had. Yeah. You know. I, I'm surprised you didn't come back with a key ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking, instead of a Christmas tree, one of those Christmas tree air fresheners. Yeah. Or, or fucking wave that or, ju- or just like a just like a little thing like a little thing you'd buy from like a two euro shop where it's you push a button and someone whacks an unborn child with a mallet yeah. and it was a <laughs> it was it was amazing it a was bag of oranges and a Christmas tree why I don't care though next person I have to visit in hospital yeah they're getting a bag, bag of oranges. oranges and a Christmas yeah. tree but uh, if if I you know. Touch touch wood, it doesn't happen. But if I end up in hospital, yeah, you, I'm. If you don't do that, <laughs> I will smack you. Here's the thing, though, right? That was almost like a go-to, uh, an all-in-one Christmas kit for our parents' <laughs> generation. Because how many times was your mass? Yeah. Well, when I was young, we had an orange, an apple, and a toy drum, and we yeah. were happy. Yeah. And they're going, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get Transformers, but I did. Yeah. You know. Fuck you. And uh, <laughs> no. anyway, like after. <laughs> <laughs> After this scene, um, Gary brings her back to the house and yeah. watches her sleep like a creep. Yeah, and and he he lifts up her shirt, takes a she, look at the undertit. Yeah, and then halfway through, it's like, I nah. don't want to go full on creep. Yeah, I'm not going to rape her in her yeah. sleep, her drug induced post abortion sleep. Yeah, you know, because this isn't grim enough. Yeah. He, anyway, he, but next something happens next. Okay, yeah. and I had a lot of sympathy for Karen. At this point, because look, we've all had to spurn someone's affections. Yeah. Okay. And it's not nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have to break someone's heart at some point in your life. Yes. Okay. We, you know, we've all, we, we've all been there, whether you're a man, woman, young, old, it's happened. Yeah. You're like, sorry, bro. Not yeah. interested. Or a girl. Whatever. Yeah. What, whatever. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Bro, like. sis, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, nah, bro, <laughs> this ain't going to happen. Yeah. But um, you're like, okay, that's one thing. Okay. But so I kind of empathized with her in that respect. Mm. But she was respectful enough. She didn't like shit on Gary beforehand. Yeah. She just kind of gently nudged him into the arms of her waiting friend. Yeah. Okay. Now she's there going, Gary, why'd you do this? Yeah. Why'd you why'd you spend all your money getting me a fucking abortion? You know. Yeah. And um, he goes like, Gary's kind of he's shirtless for some yeah. reason this thing, but he turns around and he fucking doubles down yeah he goes Karen I'll be honest with you I love you yeah from the very moment I saw you first and I tell you this yeah that's a strong thing to say I mean let's face it throughout the entire movie we've seen all their interactions yeah they've talked for maximum 20 minutes yeah and none of them were any sort of in-depth conversation this is a completely surface level affection he has he's like I love you 
He doubles down and it works. Yeah. She gives him the shift. Well, she gives him the shift and then she just immediately moves to hug. Turns into a hug. Yeah, because yeah. this is not, you know, this is not meant to... I think this is more sort of a conciliatory shift than yeah, anything. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of... It's probably what Chewbacca got, Princess Leia. Yeah, no doubt. You know, she just, like, you two guys get medals. Yeah. Chewbacca, I'll give you a nice, polite little shift and then yeah. I'll give you a hug. And, Absolutely. You know, and you but he's like, I fucking know. I think human women are fucking disgusting. Stop yeah. kissing me. <laughs> we don't know how. We don't know what was going on in Chewie's mind. He was a yeah. deep character. But uh, there, there, and you know, Gary. Of course, him being him being head over heels for this girl. He reads way too much into this. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. well, I, she's my girlfriend. Yeah, the he's like Chris Chan. Yeah, this is <laughs> you know? this is kind of sad, actually. Yeah, and I, I've you seen know, it happen as well. Yeah, where guys go, oh my god, we kissed, mm. we're we're together. No, you, you're not. You know, you gotta seal the deal, yeah. brother. You gotta go. You know. Yeah. And uh, he decides he's like, and she, she go, she's there going, I'm having a birthday party, mm. and he's there going, oh cool, I'm coming, right? She's like, oh you, you yeah. know it. And he go, he goes to this jeweler's. Yeah. And he gets her like what is a it? A golden heart locket. Yeah, a locket or something like that. And you know, he wants inscribed, you know, to Karen with love. Yeah, Gary. And I was like, and I was but like, the minute he said it, like it's for my girlfriend, I went, "She ain't your girlfriend." She ain't brother. your girlfriend, dude. This has uh, gone in horribly. He spent like two hundred fifty notes on her fucking abortion. Yeah, eighty dollars on this thing. Yeah. That's three hundred American dollars in eighties money he yeah. spent on this fucking girl. The dude's like, it's. There's a shocking ending to the story, mm. but uh, it's. Um, oh, there, there is a bit I, I need to, I need to address just yeah, before, before we get to this. Um, what when she's getting this abortion? Yeah. Uh, like David and Rick and uh, a they're bunch of other people, the, they're all off having a skiing holiday. Yeah. And while while this is going on, while the would be mother of his child is getting it scooped out. Yeah. Uh he uh Rick is off with some other girl and you see you you see the two of them just like hanging out and kissing and stuff yeah. like that and you just think you're a prick. Oh he's an um, absolute yeah. piece of trizash. Absolutely. And when we get to this party it's it's a very short scene. There's, I don't think there's any dialogue to this. Mm, well, there is at the beginning. Oh yeah, Gary, he's, Gary he's asking tur- he's asking David and Victor yeah. where Karen is. Yeah, Gary turns up with a big smiley head in him. Yeah, thinking, oh, my hot girlfriend's in here, and I'm going to fucking give her a thing, and we're going to be all good. Yeah, and he goes into the back of the house and he opens the kitchen door, and Karen's in there. Mm. And her and Rick are shifting the face off one another. Yeah. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck you. All right, and f- All right. like I had so much sympathy for her yeah. at a certain point. Now, obviously, as we discussed this movie, yeah. I could call her a piece of shit probably earlier on yeah. because I had this knowledge of the ending. Yeah. Okay, but I had a sympathy for her. She, I mean, like being a young woman, being seduced by a fucking a dude like Rick. Yeah. And ending up pregnant—that's a harsh scene. Yeah. Okay. And you can't help but feel sorry However, for someone like that. Okay. As George Bush once said, "Yeah, fool me once." Shame, shame on, fool me twice. You can't fool someone twice, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she fucking fooled her fucking rat ass into Rick's arms yeah. for a second. Like Gary walks in. Yeah. This song hits, and the lyrics are, "I tried my best, my best wasn't good enough." Yeah. And Gary's just there staring at the two of these, and they turn to Gary yeah. and give him this look as if to say, 
problem. Yeah. You know, it's like... And, oh, now, here's here's the bit. I'm not like, kidding. Yeah. You know what was just missing? Yeah. All right? Fucking Karen shifting a dude right, yeah. with a hood on. Yeah. All right? And Gary's like, who's the guy in the hood? And, like, he takes it off, and it's Vince McMahon. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It was me, Austin. It was me, Gary. You know, it was me all along. <laughs> you know? And, uh, see, here, here's, here's the bit that I... I've 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 been trying to figure this out, uh-huh. and I I've dedicated more thought to this than I really should have. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> okay, if she doesn't want to be with Gary, that's fine. fine. I mean, once it, like we said, we've all been there. Yep. You know, if you're not into someone, you're just not into them. Nothing you can do about it. Yep. But why the fuck is she going back to Rick? Isn't this the guy who dropped her like a bad habit as soon as she was up the stick? Like, yeah. What in the sweet holy fuck? On top of that, though, like mm. she, the way she looks at Gary, at the end yeah. it's just like, yeah, well, I like him. You know and what I mean? I, I literally like. Here's what happens. You, and she became like one of the most hated people in the history of film for me in that oh, in that like, moment. I hated the two of them. Yeah. Like, literally, what happens is Gary just looks at the two of them mm. and is like, you. He doesn't even say anything. Just gets in his car and starts crying, and the credits come up. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, the end of the film is Gary's heart is shattered. Yeah. Now, I'll say this, or as it is to you off air, right? I'm in that scenario, mm. okay? Rick turns around. Yeah. I don't think I start crying. Yeah. I think you're well within your rights, okay, at that moment in time to beat the living fuck out of yeah, me. Yeah, you, you, you put a pool ball in a sock and yeah. you just go to town. Like, I'm thinking uh, drive. Yeah, you know, like he walks out, comes back with a hammer, yeah. puts a bullet in his teeth, and it's like, "Well, fuck, I'm gonna do this." Like, you yeah. know, like it's so harsh. Yeah, like I, I remember as I was watching it, I was like, "This is one of the saddest, most depressing endings." Like again, it's like a Bret Easton Ellis novel. Or yes, something. it absolutely like, is. There's no redeemable characters. Yeah, and the ending is upsetting. Like well, it's. And look, I will praise the film for that. Mm, yeah. Like, there's plenty of... Like, if that film had have ended with Gary kissing Ke- Karen yeah. and, like, you know, keep on loving you playing the background, yeah. like, it wouldn't have been as memorable. But, like, they, they made a brave choice there and it's kind of... Like, the thing is, I've seen stuff like that kind of happen in mm. real life and that's why it kind of want to hit home. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful it's, it never happened to me. Yeah, like, it's but, a... Don't get me wrong as much as we are kind of shitting on it in terms of logic here it is a fantastic ending oh it's great film. like it's it's so it, it really hits home and you you know as as creepy as some of the shit Gary did yeah you absolutely feel for him in this scene he is well I'm not kidding as yeah. I said to you my thing is I grab Rick and I beat him half to death yeah and I mess his face up and I go is this the pretty face you want Karen yeah you're going you know? you're going all f- you're going full on Steven Seagal on this guy I will take you to the bank Karen <laughs> the love bank <laughs> <laughs> making a withdrawal sorry that one another one there. yeah <laughs> but, um, another and I it it was it was the ending that made it. I have to say. Yeah, it was a and, bummer of an end. Yeah, there. and one and it did fuck up the tone of the movie. But that's the bit that's going that's going to stay with me. And yeah. the fact that any of this is staying with me, like I mean, as much as I enjoyed Invasion USA and yeah. I enjoyed Breaking, neither of those films had any anything in them that would stick with me. Yeah, the ending to this will. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like because we. 
you know, whether you've gone through it, I, you know, I've, oh, you I've, been, in, I've been in situations like that. Yeah. Not to that extent, but I've been in similar situations. Oh, who hasn't and, had unrequited love and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Like, and you, you absolutely can. And you can absolutely identify with it and sympathize with it. And it does hit you like a ton of bricks. It's got uh, weird elements to it, but mm. like, ultimately it is a satisfying movie. Yeah, it absolutely saying. is. Uh, they did miss a trick, though. Uh, I think what what it w- what would have made it was if they did the Jackie Brown ending. What were? Yeah, you know, uh, like he's driving away, yeah, and they put on you know Ario Speedwagon, yeah, and he just starts singing along, yeah, yeah, that, and credits roll while he's doing it. It would have fucking made the movie. Yeah, it would have absolutely killed it. But Do you know what they should have done? What's that? In my opinion, though, should have done the uh, Dead Wish tree ending where he just shoots the place <laughs> up. But, uh, it's a fucking Brie gun. It yeah. just starts, <laughs> goes to town. So I actually felt angry watching it, and that's that's impressive. Like, yeah, like anytime you know, like I love when a piece of art will take you yeah. and like go, "Hey, your emotions, I'm gonna fuck them up." Yeah, you know? and and it's. In that in that regard, it's one it's one of the better yeah I would, okay. teen movies. It's one of the better canon films, probably as well. Oh, now, without doubt. I still my favorite movie we've done so far is still Breaking, though. Yeah, Breaking is because like here's the thing: mm. if you watch the Last American Virgin and get bummed out as we did, yeah. just watch Breaking straight after. Absolutely, you'll be happy <laughs> yeah. again. You're, you and know, I, I will say this: the the director Bo, Boaz Davidson, yeah, and he wrote it as well. Mm-hmm. Is probably the best behind behind the camera talent we've we've. Oh yeah, the film looks we've great dealt with so far. Uh, the Performances uh, are good, like, it's and the script is actually very good. Yeah, and you know whether you like these people or not, but the fact that it's they're willing... well-rounded characters, and you can relate to them. Yeah, like when you watch like um, teen movies, like American Pie or yeah. stuff like that, it's always like everybody gets the girl. Yeah, you know, and nobody's really realistic. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Even like, the comedy character, you know, ends up yeah, you know, get... ends up balls deep and like you know. Uh, the simple girl who was yeah, at the party. Exactly. Yeah. It's so. It's always that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, but in this respect, like it's very realistic. Mm. Like in in its approach to the way its characters kind of finish out. Yeah. And uh, you kind of get the feeling that I bet eventually Gary was such a wuss that like he probably became buddies with Rick like years later. I I don't think so. Like, I, be, I bet in their twenties they probably met up and like had a few beers and I I would hope, you know, I would hope that in like movie land, like ten, fifteen years after this, yeah. that um that Gary is I hope I hope for his sake that this was like a learning experience, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but it's it's weird. It's yeah. It's a weird ending to a movie. Um it's one of the better films we've talked about, mm. and uh, I would actually recommend giving that a go. You know, in in terms of like eighties teen movies, yeah, like you know the the Fast Times, the Breakfast Club, the Porkies, all that. Where where would you rate this? I don't know. It's somewhere in the middle. I mean, there are movies mm. like um, like I really like Better Off Dead. Mm. Better Off Dead's a good film. Yeah, uh, the short thing actually, another John Cusack movie. Yeah, that's I'm a, a fan t- of tremendous film. You know, uh, um, you know any of the John Hughes films. Yeah, I like those um, movies. Like I, I like The Breakfast Club, and I like uh, what was the other one he did? Uh, uh, Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. Pretty in Pink. Yeah, 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 I like those movies. Like they're but, they're they're good, but uh, <clears throat> it's. I don't know. It's somewhere. It it it. Look, it's not a lightweight. It hangs in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a good movie. Um, yourself. I I would say that 
you know, it it hangs it hangs with with the yeah, it's sort of top of the middle yeah. of those of those films, which considering the caliber of film that's involved there yeah, yeah. is a pretty fucking high high mark. Oh yeah, it's good. You know, it's good I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's it's as good as Fast Times, no. but it's very close. Like I'm just saying, Ari, don't like Weird Science would be another one I really like. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's I mean? a tremendous film. Uh, Vernon Wells is in it. Like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Vernon Wells and Michael uh, Berryman, the guy from Last House on the Left. That's right. Who yeah. I met once. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll ha- yeah, you'll no, have met, to tell me the story then. <laughs> no, I met him at a convention. Really nice guy. Cool. And uh, like he's just so super cool. I remember I just started going, "Hey man, you were in Regard Dead that films, right?" And he's like, "Yes, I was." <laughs> and we were just like, there was like a queue behind us, and yeah. he just wanted to talk to me about Cannibal Holocaust. Nice. Like not even in the films he was in. He was just like, "Man, Cannibal Holocaust is a fucking dope movie, right?" And I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> Yeah. Sounds sounds really fucking awesome. Uh, Michael Berryman's the man. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to meet that guy, take yeah. it up because like will do. He's so cool. There's not it's no real horror convention thing in this country though, which is kind of irritating to me. But that that's beside the point. Anyway, uh so closing closing statements. Uh, uh clo- closing statements for me I would highly recommend this film. Okay. And unreservedly, if you if you if the eighties teen movie thing is your thing, is your thing, and honest to God, I can't think of a single reason why it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's a fucking great genre of film. This is a really good, really good fucking uh, addition to that genre, and it's well worth the look. And chances are you haven't seen it before because God knows I hadn't. Yeah. No, I would. I concur. It's it's, it's definitely worth giving a go. It's yeah. uh, you know, you can get it on Blu-ray through Arrow Films, and I yeah. recommend picking up a copy. True. You know, and it's. it's it's it has its laughs. Yeah. It, it has good arcs for the characters. It's got stuff like going that. on. You know, and the for for its time, the soundtrack is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. You if know, you're gran- into REO Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, granted, if I if I heard that song, you know, my best isn't good enough. If I they repeated that like two or three times over the yeah. course of the film, if I heard it again. Like they repeated a few of the songs. Yeah, well, I keep on loving you. Yeah, uh, and uh, whip it. Whip it, yeah. Uh if they and the choice of you two for the abortion scene is 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 one that will haunt me. It's it's like Steeler's Wheel and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, That's gonna yeah. fucking haunt me as well. But it's I I go watch it. Yeah. Really, go watch no, it's, it. No, it's a good movie. Mm. And uh, anyway, we'll uh, <clears throat> we should probably start hyping up our next movie. And uh, so if you, you you know you know the score now the uh, the audio you'll be hearing will of course be the trailer for the. First Menachem Golan movie we're going yes. to do. Um, we're going to do... The mental fucking maestro of canon films yeah, himself. like the guy who produced all of these movies and yeah. directed a few himself. And one he directed was, I believe, 1980's Enter the Ninja. Oh. Starring Franco motherfucking Nero. I've, I've never seen this film myself. I mean, neither, but like, yeah. I've seen Revenge of the Ninja. Oh, which is the sequel, but it isn't the sequel. Yeah, like I am really looking forward <laughs> to Enter the Ninja. So here's the trailer. Ninja, 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 ninja
The first martial art to sweep the modern world was Jiu-Jitsu, closely followed by the discipline of Karate. Then we were taught to combine the spiritual with the physical by the masters of Kung Fu. And now, the Cannon Group is proud to introduce the practitioner of the oldest and ultimate martial art, the Ninja. Enter the Ninja. This gold is your license as a master of Ninjutsu. Starring Franco Nero. Exploding into action as Cole, the White Ninja. Give him a message for me. Yeah? I don't like to be followed. I love it here. It's become my home. And nobody, nobody is going to drive us away. Susan George is the proud and beautiful Marianne. A strong-willed woman who knows what she wants and just how to get it. And introducing Sho Kosugi. Kampai! Kampai! Kampai. Hasegawa, the black ninja, born of samurai blood, is unable to accept anything but the ancient ways. You did not drink, Hasegawa. He is no ninja. It's a lion code. They want to take it away from us. Bitter and merciless, this rogue ninja will stop at nothing to destroy any and all who cross his path. Ninja, hired assassins, trained killers, masters of the most deadly art known to man. Take on a ninja, no matter how many you are. Be prepared for the consequences. Enter the ninja from Canon. Okay, and uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm sure you're looking forward to it as much as we are. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you want to, um, you know, if you want to watch these movies ahead of time and uh, throw us uh, some of your thoughts, you yeah. know, uh, we'd be happy to read them out on the show. Like mm-hmm. you know. We've got a Canon Canon Facebook page now. Yeah. It's facebook.com uh, slash the Canon Canon. And uh, you can go on there, you can message us, mm. you can send us nudes. Yeah. Uh, you can. Please don't at, do that, Ralph. Yeah, no, we, we can. Uh, <laughs> you can give us Candy Crush stuff that yeah. we'll ignore. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can do all the things. You can do it up, you know. If you go to the Facebook group, you can uh, tell us what you thought of the movie and we'll throw it in there. We'd be happy to read out any correspondence we'd have. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions for, for me or Mr. Capcom. Oh, you know? yeah. You just throw them at us and uh, we'll be happy to, to jump on board. Um, other than that, like we obviously you can listen to the show on purefiller.com. Uh, you can listen to it on joymediavault.com which is our official home and you can check it out on SoundCloud which is SoundCloud forward slash the uh, the Canon Canon again mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a you know there's plenty of ways to keep up to date with what we're doing and uh, we really hope you had a lot of fun listening to this episode it was a fun one for us to record I think oh hells yeah um, I think I did particularly well considering the fact that I got home at 10 o'clock this morning <laughs> yeah from a particularly uh 
eventful evening that had overtones of a teen comedy to it at parts. If, an, if anyone wants details of it, be sure to message me. I will be more than happy to tell you. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a happening. Yeah. But um, oh, I just got the cutty cutty. Don't say a fucking word gesture yeah, from yeah. from John here. But uh, <laughs> this episode was a good time, and uh, I hope you had a good time listening to it. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side. No, sorry. We'll catch your ass down the road. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you later. Catch you later. Like I wrestle, envy of others. The only white rapper in tune with the brothers. All eyes on me, and if I was you, best believe I'd keep my eyes on me. 200 plus pounds of a body splendid, braggadocious, oh so ferocious, focused, history suspended, skills uncontended, live at the top, attributes won't stop, stop, master the ring and the mic alike, eloquent with words while I move cat-like, hot, oh I can't be stopped, and now rap meets rock, and it's time that you drop, drop. Failure as a father and a son. I never loved either of you. I love you, Rebecca.